Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And so when the service is over, he was shaking hands with me, he and his wife, and he said, you know, Brother Edgar, he said, uh, oh, Brother Kenneth, he always, because I'd worked for him when I first started preaching as a Baptist boy preacher, I worked for him pastor the church too, see, did some work for him. And he said, you know, Brother Kenneth, he said, I always like to hear you preach because you always preach faith and healing or positive, and I like that. He said, you know, I'm 89 years old. Well, actually, he said, I'm 90. I'll be 90 years old in three weeks. 90 years old in three weeks. And he said, you know, at 89 or 90, because I'll be 90 years old in three weeks, really, 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 in about two and a half weeks, because he gave us the date. This is in April and right over in the first part of May. He'd be 90 years old. And he said, you know, I, I'm just as good a man. I'm just as strong. I'm just as good a man in every way as I was when I was a young man. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue with more from the message series by Kenneth E. Hagan, Mountain Moving Faith. Stay tuned. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this week's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Hey, you see, I don't know why people are not uh, are so foolish sometimes. I realize that people of great faith, they, they, their bodies are kept sometimes for, for many years. But, but you see, the Bible plainly said right here, the Spirit of God said through Paul, the outward man is decaying. It's growing older. That's the reason you go, go get wrinkles in your face after a while and... You get gray-headed or bald-headed, finally white-headed. As you get older, your, your, your body just, you just don't have the reflexes of a young man or a young woman. Are you listening to me? Now, you see, I realize that, uh, that some folks are beyond faith and in others, and, and very often some people, even to a great age, they're kept because of their belief and because of their faith. And I believe this, that if we read it taught right, taught correctly, and realize the life of God that is in us, that that life can be made manifest in our mortal flesh even now, and, and we could live a little longer than a lot of folks, and longer than the average age even. But yet God didn't tell us it was going to live in the flesh forever. Certainly not. Oh, you'll run in. If you ever run in, I call these them never dive folks, you know. Do you ever run into any of those stoops? Because they are stoops. That's right. They're stupid. Never going to die physically. I ran into one of them one time, you know. He said, I don't understand this, you know, about talking about dying, going to heaven, seeing Jesus, seeing your loved ones, your mother, your loved ones that's departed and gone to be to heaven, you know. I don't understand that. I said, well, Why? It's all in the Bible. Well, yeah, but now said Jesus said, He that liveth and believeth on me shall never die. Oh, I said, I always wondered what that meant. See, I was giving him a little rope. I knew I'd hang him in a minute. You give folks enough rope, they'll hang themselves, you know. So I just fed him a little rope, you know. I said, you know, the Lord said those said that to Martha, you know. After her brother had died, you know, Lazarus. He that liveth and believeth on me shall never die. Believest thou this? I said, you know, I always wondered what that meant. Now, let's see, that means now that if I'm alive physically here on this earth and I believe on Jesus that I'll never die physically. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, I said, now then, maybe you can help me with this verse. I said, now, that's, that's uh, uh, over here in 1 John, 
the third chapter, you know, first epistle of John, where Jesus or where John says, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. That means that we pass from physical death to physical life. We won't ever die physically. That's right. Well, now I said that's good. Now maybe you can help me on this verse. I said, now, in, and he knew his Bible all right from that standpoint. I said, Philippians, the first chapter, the 21st through the 23rd verse, the apostle Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. To die, he's talking about physical death, is gain. He's talking about, he, of course, they, the, the, the church would lose if he died, naturally. But he'd gain. He said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now notice what he said. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. See, for him to live in the flesh is more needful for the church at Philippi because he can teach them and minister to them. But he said, I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Yet that which I shall choose, I want not. Oh, he said, I never have been able to figure out what Paul meant by that. <laughs> just never have been able to figure that one out. You don't have to figure it out. He meant just what he said. But he said to me, you know, he said Paul didn't make it. Oh, I said he didn't. No, I said he didn't make it. He died. <laughs> well, I said if Paul didn't make it, you might as well forget it right now. You'll never make it. But besides that, if Paul didn't make it, it looked like some of those early church would have made it. And if just one of them had lived forever in the flesh, it'd still be here now. But there's not any of them here, are they? Well, I remember months later, that fellow wrote me. He moved, went off somewhere else, and he wrote me a letter. Long letter, several pages. Cost him several stamps to get it to me. And then when I got it, I opened it up, and there was a $38 offering in it. He said to me, Brother Hagin said, I want you to know that I've gotten saved, born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost. He said, I went out here one Sunday night to such a full gospel church, such and such one, you know. And he said, the preacher may think, the pastor may think it's a sermon he preached. But I said, I don't know one word he said. He said, I just went out there knowing that, that it was a full gospel church. And because at the time he was talking to me, I was pastor of a full gospel church. It was the same kind. And so he said, I... Uh, I knew they believed like you did, and so he said, uh, it wasn't his sermon at all, it's what you said to me. He said, I couldn't get away from that thought, if Paul never made it, you might as well forget it, you'll never make it. <laughs> and he said, I got to thinking about now, just like you said, here's, here's an apostle, here's a man of God, here's a man who wrote half the New Testament, Well, what in the world do we want to be following a man for that never made it? Why do we want to pay any attention to the writings of a man that never made it? And he said, I saw I must be wrong. I've been misinstructed. I have been mistaught. No, it's like Brother Hagin said, that's spiritual death he's talking about, not physical death, but spiritual death. And I've taken the scriptures that apply to spiritual death and have applied them to physical death. Now then he said, I know I've passed from death unto life because I love the brethren. Hallelujah. And I'm spiritually alive unto God. Praise God. And I'm looking forward to the day when I will have a new body. Well, praise God. And then at the bottom he said, Brother Hagin, I want to thank you again. I'm in closing this offering to help you. I'm not trying to pay for anything. You can't do that. 
but he said, just to show my appreciation and help you get the truth over to somebody else. But he said, you know, one thing I, 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 for years I've argued with preachers and people about the, on this subject. But he said, you know, you didn't argue with me at all. He said, you just gave me the scripture. And he said, uh, I appreciate the fact then that, that, that you, said a lot of folks wouldn't even talk to me. They'd just turn around and walk off from me. said, oh, walk away and leave me. But at least he said, you showed love toward me. Well, I didn't love his wrong thinking. God didn't love all that wrongness about him, but he loved him. See, God doesn't love sin, but he loves the sinner. Did you hear me? The Bible said God hates sin, but he don't hate the sinner. He loves the sinner. Are you listening to me? So I, I didn't like and I didn't love what he was putting out, but I, I loved him. I showed love toward him and he couldn't get away from it. I was kind. He said, you were kind to me. And I couldn't get away from that. Praise the Lord. And it brought forth fruit in the, fruit in the process of time. No, the outward man is decaying. The Bible said so. And as I said, I realized, I, I remember in my hometown of McKinney, Texas, there was a fellow by the name of Brother Smith. Now, he was an old-time free Methodist man. Old-time free Methodist, you know, the whole church, a whole lot like Nazarenes. They believed in the second definite work of grace and sanctification. Their thinking is that if you do speak with tongues, that's all right whether you do or whether you don't. But at least this man had been been indoctrinated to some extent on the subject of divine healing. And so I know I was coming back several years ago to my hometown to preach two or three nights in my home church, that is, Full Gospel Church. And uh, so this fellow came out, though he wasn't a member of that church, he came out. He heard it announced on the radio out of Dallas and would be there. And so when the service was over, he was shaking hands with me he and his wife, and he said, you know, Brother Edgar, he said, uh, oh, well, Brother Kenneth, he always, because I'd worked for him when I first started preaching as a Baptist boy preacher. I worked for him pastoring church too, see. Did some work for him. And he said, you know, Brother Kenneth, he said, I always like to hear you preach because you always preach faith and healing or positive, and I like that. He said, you know, I'm 89 years old. Well, actually, he said, I'm 90. I'll be 90 years old in three weeks. 90 years old in three weeks. And he said, you know, at 89 or 90, because I'll be 90 years old in three weeks, really, 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 in about two and a half weeks, because he gave us the date. This is in April and right over in the first part of May, he'd be 90 years old. And he said, you know, I, I'm just as good a man, I'm just as strong, I'm just as good a man in every way as I was when I was a young man. He looked good. And, and he said, God's kept me. He said, you know, I haven't been sick. I haven't been sick. Here's my wife standing around here. She'll tell you, I have not been sick in 40 years. Well, it's too late to start it then, you know, after 40 years. <laughs> Amen. And then he said, you know, uh, Brother Kenneth, he said, you know, he said, uh, I know this isn't divine healing, but it's faith, and God honors faith, you see. He said, you know, I, I got to reading one day in the Bible, about where God said, Jesus said, the very hair of your head is numbered. In other words, he knows just how many hairs you got in your head. And he said, I got to thinking about that back there years ago. Well, now, Lord, you know how many hairs I got. I, I'm just going to believe you to keep my hair. And so at night, he had all of his hair. Well, now, I hadn't thought about that. That hadn't dawned on me. And, and, and I'd already lost some. 
But you know, he said that to me, and from that day to this, I've never lost anymore. I can show you pictures of me. Amen. That's right, back there in, in my late 30s, and I never lost anymore, and I'm 54 years old now. See, I said, I never thought of that. Amen. And not only that, but Brother Smith, at 90 years of age, he only had a few gray hairs, not many. Not very many. He believed God to keep his hair. Now, who would have thought of that? I never thought of it. <laughs> and then he said, uh, you know, he said, uh, amen, this is true. Now, you look at it. He's 90 years old, but I asked my wife. I asked my wife, I said afterwards, because she had never met him until this night, see. And I asked her, I said, if he hadn't have told us and you heard him tell how old, how old would you think he is? She said, not a day over 55. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month, we're offering the paperback book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Mountain Moving Faith, plus the four mini seasonal faith devotional books. All five resources are yours for just $19.95. Call now to get this very special offer, 1-888-FAITH-99. Strengthen your faith and grow. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Start your new year off right. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. January the 22nd through the 25th, we're going to be at Words of Life uh, Church, the Christian church there in North Miami Beach, Florida. Yes. So Come on out. Come yes. down to Florida and be with us. Yes. It's going to be a great time. That's right. We're going to have fun in the sun. Yes. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue to strengthen our faith with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Mountain Moving Faith. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.